Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated for the speedy and complete of Yishak ben Hanom, Hana, and Abigail Perel Baptist. They're sponsored anonymously. And in loving memory of Rabbi Shimon Amos, Alava Shalom, Rabbi Shimon Ben, Rabbi Moshe, Alava Shalom, sponsored by Annette and Gabriel Amos. And in dedicated in loving memory of Lou Jerome, Alava Shalom, Eliyahu Ben Esther, sponsored anonymously. Dedicated in honor of Rabbi Ariel Mizrahi, sponsored by Jack Zabidi and family, Azaku Baruch. And in loving memory of Lunishma David Ben Naima, sponsored by the Aharon family. Um, the week of Cobra was sponsored by David E. Ash. And as well, the breakfast in the class is sponsored by Sonny Nakin, dedicated in honor of his wife, Esti, and in celebration of the birth of their new baby girl, Mazaltov and Mabruk. Congratulations. As well, Breakfast on the Class is dedicated in celebration of the wedding of Frida Bassan and Jack Dayan. May Hashem bless them with happiness and success in this new phase of their life, always following the laws and the customs of our Torah, sponsored by Daniel Bassan. Beautiful dedication. And finally, last but not least, Breakfast on the Class is dedicated in celebration of the marriage of their daughter today, Danielle Perlstein, to Matt Teichman. And as a thank you to Rabbi Farhi for what he means to our entire family, Miriam and Judah Perlstein. Hazaku Baruch to each and every one of you. My friends, I want to draw your attention to a pasuk that maybe if you're not paying attention, you wind up missing. But it is a beautiful pasuk and it is laden with meaning, intention, and purpose. The pasuk is in Shemot chapter 13. And the pasuk tells us, <coughs> 21. And God went before them during the days with a cloud of, uh, with a pillar of cloud to show them, to guide them, to teach them where to go in the desert. And in the evening, he would go with a pillar of fire to light the way. So they could travel day and night. And the question, I think, is obvious. Why in the world was it necessary for them to be traveling day and night? Now, your immediate assumption might be that the reason why it was important for them to travel day and night is because, you know, they have a long way to go. They, can't, they don't have the luxury <laughs> of just traveling in a day. But the crazy thing is, ultimately, when you're talking about traveling, people need to sleep. So whenever you're gonna sleep, you're either gonna sleep in the daytime or in the nighttime. It's obviously much more dangerous, much more challenging to travel at night. Why would they travel at night? What was the point? Why did God need an amud ha'esh, a pillar of fire to light the way for them just so they could travel at night? Not only that, let's make the question, <clears throat> in a certain sense, even worse. Our rabbis tell us that the Jewish people's traveling in the desert was completely miraculous. Between the manna, between the clouds of glory, between the uh, the Be'er uh, Miriam, the well of Miriam, to eat, to drink, to travel, their clothes uh, didn't wear out on them the entire time they're in the desert, right? I'm sure the husbands love that and the wives not so much. But the point is, right, there's so much going on that is miraculous here. In fact, the travel itself was also miraculous. They experienced what's called Kefisat Haderech which means a speeding up of the traveling of the road. Someone recently sent me 
uh, a little clip from some film that came out uh, this past year. And there's, in this film, I don't even know what film it was from, they're traveling in the, de- in, the, in the desert, and one of the guys says to the other that he has kefisat haderech. And I was like, <laughs> that is such a random terminology to be in a secular movie. Like, why did, why did they feel the need to bring that in? But either way, the point is, sorry? Jewish writers, right? Someone just kind of felt like he needed to justify for his parents all that uh, Jewish schooling money. But either way, kefitzat haderech means a jumping of the way, where they would travel great distances in a short amount of time. And in fact, the Torah tells us that from Ramses to Sukkot, which is one of the first journeys that they made, which is a very long d- distance, they made in one day. So again, the purpose of traveling at night is not functional. If God wanted them to get somewhere, then He can get them there. Um, the miracle of transporting the Jews is uh, just the same of a miracle as having a pillar of fire guard, guard, guarding, guiding them at night. So the Shem Yishmuel teaches us something beautiful and something incredible. And he says, we know there's an interesting halakha. The halakha teaches us <coughs> that on the night of the Seder, um, a person is allowed to drink between the first two cups of wine. He's allowed to have another drink in between those first two cups. But in between the third cup and the fourth cup, he's not allowed to interrupt with a cup of wine, a, third, uh, uh, a fourth middle cup in between the third and the halachic fourth. I'm really sorry, Michila. You didn't want to hear that today. But it doesn't mean that you can't have a fourth cup in general. It just means on the night of the seder, you have to wait until you've had the fourth cup if, if you wanted to have a little bit more wine or have a big fourth cup of wine or have it before the third, but just not between the third and the fourth. And he asks, what's the reason for this? How can we have this interesting halakha? And he says something super interesting. He says, we know the four cups that we drink on the nights, on the night of the seder, represent the four different expressions of redemption. Where God said to the Jewish people, Vehotzeti, and I will take you out of Egypt. Vehitzalti, and I will save you. Vega'alti, and I will redeem you from Egypt. Okay? And the fourth one is, Vela'kachti, and I will take you for me as a people. I need you to understand, says the Shem Yishmuel, that in between the first three cups, or the first three expressions, and the fourth, which is God taking the Jewish people as his nation on Mount Sinai, there could be no interruption. There needed to be a seamless experience between the third and fourth cup to illustrate that the point of the first three things, being saved from slavery, being taken, uh, you know, taken out mitachat sivlot mitzrayim, leaving Egypt, all of that. What was the purpose of all of that? The purpose of all of that was to be able to get to Har Sinai so that God could make you uh, the Am HaKadosh, the people charged with an unbelievable mission throughout history. You find this idea, by the way, halachically reiterated as well in the, uh, throughout the process of counting the Sefirat Omer. Because when a person counts the Omer, if you count day one, day two, day three, first of all, I didn't even see you there, Mabruk, right? For day one, day two, day three, what happens if you skip day four? You forgot to count on day four. You can't count on day five anymore. Why? With the Berakah. Why? 
Because there needs to be a seamless, continuous experience. Now, if those 49 days are a reiteration or a uh, recollection of the 49-day process, the journey that it took for them to get from Egypt to Mount Sinai to receive the Torah, we are understanding again this idea that there must not be any hesitation, any break in the continual transmission, in the continual expression of redemption from slavery to profits. This needed to be shown as one continuous, but more important, one contiguous journey. So therefore, if you miss one night, you've created a break, a chink in that armor, which doesn't have something which is run completely straight. According to this concept, it's a very deep and a very fine idea. We're understanding something very beautiful here. The Jewish people were traveling, but it was very important that there should be no break in their travel because there needed to be something very, very uh, uh, uninterrupted about the journey from Egypt to serving the service of Hashem so that someone should see that the purpose of freedom is not freedom itself, but what freedom allows you to do. Now I must share, this is a lesson that many people who are very lucky to be able to retire, this is a very important lesson. Because we're taught that you work in order to provide. And the dream is to be free from work. If you retire without a purpose, if you are free without a mission, you know what happens to that guy? Slowly but surely his mind goes. He loses his health. Right? You like, yeah, Gabby's saying, retire, you expire. You have some of these people, like you listen to a guy uh, like, uh, um, like, the, like Warren Buffett, who's running Brookshire Hathaway, he's in his 80s. He's sharp as a whip, the guy. He still goes to work every day. Why? Because he knows that if he relaxed to take it easy, he'd have less time to take it easy. This concept that a human being thrives from work and purpose was what God was ensuring the Jewish people had, where they were taken from slavery, freedom, but not freedom for freedom's sake. Freedom is valuable only because of the luxury of what it affords you to do. Fascinating. The Shemi Shmuel does not say this, but I'd like to add my own. The Gemara in Berachot says, it's very important that we are masmich ge'ulah letfilah. That when we say, in the, right before the Amidah, we say, Baruch atah amunai, Ga'al Yisrael, blessed are you, O God, the Redeemer of Israel. You're not allowed to say Ga'al Yisrael and just wait. In fact, that's why the Chazan says Ga'al Yisrael Amunai. You hear him say that word out loud to illustrate that those words were together. We are masmich geulalatfila, a reiteration of this idea that we don't have freedom and then nothing. We have freedom and then prayer or freedom and then Torah, or freedom and then something. Therefore, my friends, HaKadosh Baruch Hu invented a way for us to be traveling day and night so that there shouldn't even be the break of night to the journey from freedom to purpose. 
This idea is something that I think every person can implement, not as a cerebral concept, but as something that is a, a part and parcel of their, of their daily avodah. And that is that there's an incredible value to consistency. There's an incredible value to having something which moves piece by piece by piece by piece. Don't go to shul on good days. Go to shul every day. You know, don't study Torah when you like the topic, the title of the class. Study Torah every day. The difference of studying Torah, a little Torah every day, versus a lot of Torah on one day, is taught to us by this pasuk. God says there has to be the opportunity for travel at all times, day and night. And it also illustrates, by the by, another lesson as well. You know, most people, they're on the path and they're on the journey during the daytime when they can see and everything's clear. But when things are a little bit muddled or a little bit dark, they're a little bit difficult, something is not going the way that they want, they can't understand, comes time tonight, what do they do? They pitch their tent. I'm not going. I'm not moving. I'm not doing this. Hashem, you want me in shul? You show me that you are there for me. Then I'll show you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, He doesn't need you to be in shul. God doesn't need one more person saying, you know, hallelujah, praise be God. Hashem's fine without you. You're not fine though without your connection with God. And therefore, this amud ha'esh, this pillar of fire, stretched from the heaven to the earth, allowed them to travel even in the nighttime. But I want to share with you something even more powerful. The Ibn Ezra explains that amud ha'esh, what does amud mean? Amud means a pillar. What is the purpose of a pillar, Avi? A pillar, its purpose is to hold up a building. But the Amud Ha'esh, says the Ibn Ezra, was natui min hashamayim. It was stretched from the heaven. And the end of that pillar, where did it reach? It reached the earth. It illustrated to the people that in the dark times, that which supports the earth is the heavens. That which supports our endeavors here is our spirituality. Our business, our marriage, our health, what supports it? Our connection with God. And it reiterates and asks us in those dark times not to stop our forward progress. Never to stop our forward progress. What are you doing with today? If God gave you today, what are you doing with it? What a fascinating, what a fascinating idea. I would like to end maybe just one more point. The point, um, the, the, uh, the Pasuk says something that most people miss. Because most of us say, oh, so the United Jewish people knew where they were going. There was a, a pillar of cloud in front of them. And at nighttime, there was a pillar of fire in front of them. That's how you knew where to go. But if you read the first part of the Pasuk carefully, the Pasuk says, And God was walking in front of them. And He sent to them a pillar of cloud to show them the way. And He sent in front of them a pillar of fire to show them the way. Who was guiding the Jews? Not the pillar of cloud and not the pillar of fire, but God Himself. God has many messengers, but never mistake the messenger for the person 
who sent it. Could you imagine someone brings uh, an Amazon package, you know, a beautiful brand new, you know, laptop to a, a kid. And the kid's like, wow, thank you so much. They write a giant thank you letter to the Amazon delivery person. I can't believe it. I've always wanted a laptop. It's so nice of you. And look, you bought the best model. You don't look like you're someone perhaps that could afford a $5,000 computer, right? You're, you're Amazon delivery guy. It's, I said, thank you so much. It must have cost you a lot of your, your paycheck. The guy's like, are you Majnun? I just delivered you the computer. This thank you note doesn't go to me. It goes to your parents. It goes to your best friend. It goes to your husband. It goes to your wife. It goes to your coworkers. They're the ones who pay for it, not me. A lot of times, we spend all of our effort thanking the Amud Anan, thanking the Amud Esh, thinking that we're being guided, that we're being helped by these pillars that appear in our lives. But it's God traveling in front of us, pushing those pillars into place, literally bringing, and listen to this, what is this Amud Esh, Amud Laila, which comes with them? God says, I am bringing a support system to you wherever you are. Think about Hashem that way for a minute. Like the Pasuk says, Hashlech Hashem Yovcha. A lot of times it feels in the daytime and in the nighttime, in the good times and in the bad times, like the stuff that we've got is a little bit too much for these small shoulders to bear. Just remember, God is with you. And wherever God goes, He comes with a pillar of support to be able to hold your baggage, your issues, your difficulties. If a person is, uh, is in that mindset, then they are capable of moving forward, daytime, nighttime, it don't matter. They are a moving forward machine. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Rabbi Chananya